the intro and conclusions of these, like, I'm always like, what do I say? Uh, yeah. 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 That's, once we're in it, like, I, it's just like, yeah, it's just conversation. Hello, and welcome to the Mission Oak podcast. Uh, I am Mark. I'm an elder here at Mission Oak. I'm here with Alan Michael, uh, our pastor. And today, uh, our episode is going to be really talking through an introduction uh, to the Old Testament. Uh, so for uh, we started um, just at a few weeks ago, uh, going through kind of the major stories of the Old Testament, and we will be doing that for the majority of 2024. And so um, I just wanted to um, kind of touch base and, and talk about um, what was the um, idea behind doing a sermon series through the Old Testament. Yeah, it, it's it, and I made sure that I made very clear to the church that's not just because I love the Old Testament. like Which you do. Which I do. It's not, yeah, it's not just because of my, my love for it, but it is because there is a reality that... Um, like churches today, especially the younger generation, like the generation younger than me, mm-hmm. um, are are biblically illiterate to some of these stories. So two things that were really influential for me. Number one, Barna came out with a study, uh, which is a research group, if you're not aware, Barna Research. Uh, last year at some point I saw them release a statistic mm-hmm. that somewhere between 20 to 30% of average churchgoers like, know the Old Testament. 20 wow. to 30%. And like that blew my mind, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm mean, growing up in church. Like it was just like a part of Sunday school. Like you just learned the things. Um, and so like, uh, that was super huge for me because if you apply that to our church, like this past Sunday, we had 150, you know, you're, you're looking at 40 to 50 of our people who know like what the old Testament says. And then mm-hmm. the rest of them don't right? like, if you just add the statistics, if it correlates, I just right. assume that it does. Mm-hmm that it's really necessary for us to do this, to give an overarching view of Scripture, because we have a very strong view of Scripture, a very high view of what Scripture is. And so, like, uh, I want to go deep. Uh, in Galatians, we did. We went deep into Galatians. But also, like, throughout the book of Galatians, Paul just keeps referring to the Old Testament, yeah, yeah. right? Like, he's taking it deeper. And so I thought, man, before we decide to do any more sermon series on going like hammering deep in one book, we need to really give a breadth of understanding the narrative of what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the second influence was college students, Montreal students. Mm-hmm. Um, so I teach there, as you know, I teach Old and New Testament there. I teach for several years. Every semester that I've taught Old Testament, I ask the question outright at the very beginning, who in here even knows who Abraham is? And uh, the fall semester, I had 60 total students over the course of two classes, mm-hmm. and at least 30 students, so at least half, had no idea who Abraham was. And then as we went on through the semester, I'd ask, get to bigger stories, you know, like um, Noah and the Flood and David and Goliath, and, you know, stories that for us are like, you know, these are like foundational stories mm-hmm. to our faith, right? Um, they have no idea, never heard them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I literally at one point walked through the story of David and Goliath, like, acting it out. Like, I had some of my students act it out. Mm-hmm. Like, like it was kids' ministry. Like, you're going to be David. You're going to be Goliath. You're going to talk trash. Like, I love... Biblical. You're going to break out the flannel graphs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, we're going to do the whole thing. And and I realized, like, 
every semester there's been less and less students who understand. Mm. And so I've just seen that trend. And since we have a lot of Montreal students who come to to our church, that this would be a really good opportunity to give that breadth of knowledge before we hammer uh, deeper uh, into some stuff. Now, we go deep. I'm not saying we don't go deep like we do. Um, I preach expositionally, even though I'm hitting some major stories and skipping quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we that Those are the big two big influences for me uh, that, that made me realize we need to really give our, our church a breadth of understanding of what's happening in Scripture before we drill down. Okay, okay. Yeah, like what do you... Um, so you, you, you teach uh, Old and New Testament at Montreat. You've got um, this this audience for that. Like, what do you enjoy most about going through the Old Testament? <laughs> yeah. Um, number one, like the thing I love most about the Old Testament is that there's just, there's so much rich history that is not just Jewish history. It's Christian faith history, mm-hmm. right? Like these yes. are, yes. these are essential stories of our Christian heritage. Um, and, and we share that with Judaism, right? Like we do, but, um, they are foundational about understanding who God is and his story of salvation. So like the purpose of the sermon series, it's, it's technically called biblical theology, which is the unfolding of salvation history as it occurred. Yes. So like when Moses is writing about Genesis chapter three in the fall, and he writes about, you know, the, the offspring of the woman is going to crush your head and you'll bruise his heel. Like this side of history, we can tend to think that, oh, Moses is just talking about Jesus. Like Moses had no idea. When he wrote those words, that right. was, like Jesus was not a concept, right? Right. We tend to forget that, like the the unfolding of salvation history became more clear because there was more details throughout mm-hmm. the story of the Old Testament, and like that's just beautiful to think about. Like when you know, even when Isaiah seven hundred years was like the government's going to be on his shoulders, wonderful Counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace, everlasting Father has no idea what that actually looks like, <laughs> Yeah, right? We see that, and we're like, oh, yeah, that's defining him. Mm-hmm. But to who he's speaking this to? It's all prophecy. Man, they're like, ah, oh, it's it's a mountain that they'll never see the other side of. But they still believe in him. Mm, right? Like, th- there's there was a faith, there was a belief, there was a hope mm-hmm. that they had, even though in their lifetime they wouldn't see it. That plus the mixture of, of genres, you have historical narrative, you have poetry, you have Torah, you have prophecy. Like you just have these this rich breadth of Hebrew literature that's mm-hmm. beautiful because it, it works in patterns and it works in parallelism and chiasm and all those things. Like I know like I'm just, I'm literally throwing out words that are like <laughs> literally gibberish because they're basically Greek words. Mm-hmm. Like they, but they, but they bring so much depth to a story. So just one quick example, mm-hmm. like um, in, um, uh, uh, the sermon that I preached on, um, uh, creation, you know, I really focused this idea on rest, like resting being kind of the point of that passage. But if actually, if you look at the Hebrew of Genesis one, mm-hmm. uh, count the words cause there's way less words in Hebrew than there are in English. So if you count and you find the middle point, count from the front end and the back end, all the way to the middle point you land on the word in English, it's seasons, but it's one of the different varieties of the word rest in Hebrew. Mm. Okay. It's literally the central point. Yeah. Literally like structurally the central point. You take Genesis chapters one through 11, you do the exact same thing. Bring all of them 
uh, count from the front end, count from the back end, and it leads to a central point. And the, the middle word that you find if you count that is the name Noah. And do you know what the name Noah means? Rest. Mm. Like, <laughs> it was pretty obvious yeah. what was trying to be communicated. And there's such a depth to that. And, like, but also, like, not just for knowledge, there's a spiritual feeling that comes with that, right? And like, when you read these major stories in light of what's being unfolded, what's being explained to certain groups of people, what God is doing during these stories, it just builds your faith. Mm-hmm. And and I love to learn. So like I'm I'm always up for learning new things and going deep in things. Like I really, really love. I got I text you all the time like when I f- like, you know, find epiphanies. Epiphanies <laughs> or gems in, in the text. Like yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yes. You know, like this past Sunday with the flaming torch and the smoking fire pot of Genesis fifteen, like that whole thing, like the language and stuff, I was like, Oh, <gasps> Do you know oh, what that means? Like yeah. he's painting a yeah. picture, like, and th- and the Jews would have known that picture, and so like when but we don't we don't see the picture, yeah, because we don't yeah, think yeah. that way. We think like Greeks do. We 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 are literal. We are like it's these words say this. This means this. That word means that. So it's mm-hmm. got to be that. Like Hebrew is not that way. It's painting a picture, mm-hmm. and uh, and when you see the picture, when you put the puzzle pieces together, and it makes this beautiful ornate picture your your faith just grows yeah and so that's what i love about the old testament yeah i've 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 seen that a lot um over the course of the last year you know as we went through galatians in the fall Mm. uh it was it was all paul going okay let me let me point you backwards like let's let's rehash this yeah you know we we clearly see it in like of course like hebrews um but um in our small group we're going through matthew Mm mm-hmm uh, doing kind of a chapter a day, and it, it I'm making notes in in my journals of okay, this is the um, reference that Jesus drops here. Mm-hmm. Like he he is immediately pointing back to mm-hmm. these Old Testament stories, these prophecies, and he's like, this is the fulfillment of that. Mm-hmm. And so, learning that Old Testament really does help us uh, walk in faith more. Yeah, because we're like, okay, that we are a part of something. Um, you know, a rich tradition that goes back thousands of years. Yeah. And uh, God has weaved these stories uh, together because it really is one story. Mm. And so um, now with, and, and, you know, we hear your passion uh, about uh, studying the Old Testament. What do you think um, people get wrong about the Old Testament? That, yeah, so I think what what people, yeah, <laughs> get wrong about the Old Testament, I think number one is that it's just a bunch of moral, like you just learn morals from it, right? Like, like um, you know, like with Abraham and faith, uh, like just have faith like Abraham, have faith like Abraham. Um, like that is so faulty and it's so short-sighted mm. for a couple reasons. Number one, uh, two verses after that, we see that his faith is not formed very well. <laughs> yeah, Like he, he again <laughs> says, what are you doing? Like, right. like how are you going to, how do I know that you're going to keep your promise. Like that's for someone who has like the faith of Abraham, but then to like a sentence later say, how do I know you're going to do this? Right. right? Like right. that doesn't seem like someone has fully formed faith. Mm-hmm. So it's short sighted or like with David being a man after God's own heart, like be like David, who's a, who's a man after God's own heart, dude, he is. And he's also really good at sinning. Yeah. Right. Like, like he had a man killed to cover up 
his adultery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Don't be like that. Hey, David. don't be like David. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, uh, Solomon, like, you know, be wise. Like, ask for wisdom like Solomon. Trust mm-hmm. that the Lord will give you wisdom. He will. J- in the book of James, he says that. Mm-hmm. With uh, Solomon also disobeyed and caused the fall of the whole kingdom of Israel. Mm-hmm. So that, maybe don't do that. Right. Right? Like, <laughs> it's not moral teaching, number one. Uh, secondly, is to look at the Old Testament so literal that you're unwilling to see the bigger picture. You know, like I think when we did Genesis 1, one of the things that I made a very clear point of saying that this sermon was not going to be was a science lesson on creation. We look at Genesis 1 and we think, man, like, man, this is just how it happened. Six days, seventh day arrested, literal 24 hours. This is exactly the process of what happened. He mm-hmm. spoke. He, it was, we just picture God just speaking words. You know, like in Narnia, like, I'm uh, sorry, I'm switching gears, but like with Narnia, like the, the, the magician's nephew when Aslan is just singing, right? right? That's the picture. That's the only thing we can visualize. Mm-hmm. We try to think so literal about it. Like, that's not the point of it. Did it happen? Yes. Was it six literal days? Was it? I don't know. But honestly, that's not the foundation of my faith. Right. <laughs> like, that's, that's a literal thing that maybe one day in eternity we'll find out. I don't know. Here's what I do know is that God created everything and he wants me to rest in that. Mm-hmm. That's what we should understand. Yes. Like it was not uh, a plethora of gods who are gods over certain things that just beg for you to serve him. It is a, it is all about one God who created all of these elements, all of creation who created you the pinnacle of that. And he loves you and wants you to rest in that mm-hmm. before you do anything else, before you work, before you have faith, before you have anything, just trust and love and sit in who he's called you to be. Like, that's the point. Mm-hmm. That is the point. You know mm-hmm. how I know? Because it doesn't say all the things that we want it to say. Mm-hmm. And so we bring these things, and we we think about creation the same way you think about the end times. We It's got to be literal. we got to have it mapped out. We don't. We, mm-hmm. gosh, we don't. Because do you know who, like, here's where we struggle. We struggle with the mystery. Mm. We struggle with the not knowing. Do you know who didn't struggle with the mystery? Jews, like the whole. I'm so rabbit trailing, so I'm trying to <laughs> hard to, to not. Go for I'm it. so sorry, but like even the whole like talk with predestination free will, like that whole argument, like we so want to have an answer. Mm-hmm. Like churches will bank themselves on free de- predestination and free will. Like this is who we are. If we have someone who who believes the other, we won't let them preach. Like here's just the reality. Scripture says both. Mm-hmm. And you, and that is the mystery. That is the mystery. Right. That's, and we, we that's, hold those two things in tension. And, and we can't handle the tension. Right, right, But right. guess who can? God, mm-hmm. right? Like, to him, it's not a tension. And we can't wrap our minds around that. So we take that confusion to the Old Testament and look for these answers when that's not the point. We, when we're reading these with presuppositions, we're just bringing things to the text that should not be there. Mm-hmm. And But when we're reading to learn about God, when we're reading to learn about man, when we're reading to learn about sin and the effects of sin and what God thinks about sin and what sin does to us and and how it is now ultimately redeemed and restored in Jesus Christ, like we have the opportunity to look and see the Old Testament through the lens of the one whom it all pointed. 
So if Genesis 1 is about rest and that we should rest in him, you know what Jesus said that we should do? Hey, cast all your cares on me because I will give you rest. Rest, right? Like he is the he is the he is the fulfillment of that. And so like that's something the Israelites didn't have. They didn't have the clear picture, but we do now in Jesus. And so when we come to the Old Testament without looking through the lens of Jesus, then we like just get it wrong. It 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 turns into that moralistic moralistic and, scientific yeah. And, and we are taking our view and putting it on whatever that is. Like we're mm. putting it on God. We're putting it on what the Old Testament we think it should say. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some good resources that um, you would recommend, other than a good Bible, of course, mm-hmm. um, what <laughs> are some resources that you would recommend uh, uh that, that people um, have to really effectively um, study to dive into the Old Testament. Sure. So if you're if you're an active um, like researcher and like you really want to know some of the Hebrew language and understand what's being said and the structures of that, um, there's a free uh, website called BlueLetterBible.org that you can go to. Um, you can choose whatever passage you want, whatever translation uh, that you want, and It'll, it'll help kind of break that down for you and help you see, like, um, the, the basis of that. And, and, like, not only the basis of the words, but, like, how it's used and where it's used elsewhere. Like, how do you know, like, definition of words, especially in languages, like, are where else it's used, not just the one instance. And so that resource is really helpful, I think. Um, there were, there's a series that's still being developed. It's not fully developed yet uh, called the Christ-Centered Exposition Series. It's a it's a um, it's a series of commentaries on all of Scripture, not just the Old Testament, New Testament as well, mm-hmm. um, that help us read the Old Testament through the lens of Christ mm-hmm. and how it's fulfilled in Christ. And uh, great editors of it, um, Danny Aiken, uh, Jonathan Aiken, David Platt, Tony Morita, um, guys like that have really invested a lot of time into these and they're super readable. Like honestly, you could read them like for your devotional. Like these are not like super heavy commentaries. They are readable, accessible, um, help you understand. And then if you're, if you don't want commentaries, but you want, you know, other material, there's mm-hmm. two, there's two books that I would say would be really helpful for the, this idea of biblical theology and understanding the the mystery. Uh, the first one is called the unfolding mystery by Ed Clowney. Mm-hmm. Uh, read this book, um, in seminary and uh blew my mind ed Clowney like is the is the guy who trained tim keller and he um is just brilliant Mm -hmm. at looking at stories in the old testament saying this is how it points to jesus and if you ever go back and listen to some of his lectures then you're like he makes it effortless and that book makes it effortless like he's walking through stories of moses and he's like yeah this is where jesus is and you're just like i would have never <laughs> in my mind thought that yeah. and it and it just opens your mind it's super readable again not overly theological now the second book um is a book called god's big picture by von roberts he is a pastor in london um and he uh, his book is all about he breaks down the entire book into eight king, the entire book of the Bible into eight kingdoms mm-hmm. um, and breaks down to help you understand where you are in what kingdom, but also how it's fulfilled in Christ. Super short. Both of those books are, are, are small reads. Um, so it's not overly in depth. Of course I could give you a, 
a litany of books that uh that are would take up way more space on the shelf mm-hmm. because they're so big, but and go way deeper. But those are those are very accessible, readable books that will really help you understand this. Book. Well, that's because you're a giant nerd uh, and you this love reading. Is so true, that's okay, and that's okay. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you once again uh, for your time uh, and uh, the kind of overview uh, of the Old Testament because that is what we were going to uh, be experiencing uh, throughout 2024. And so I just wanted to um, uh, talk about that uh, in a little more in depth. So thank you for your time today. Thank you.